This is an explicit podcast. You must be 18 years old or to listen. I'm Jay. And we're the average swingers. Damn, it's been lost since we did that, hasn't it? Yeah. Alright. Well, our friend's casual swinger, not swingers, swinger. There's <laughs> only one of them. <laughs> the one that likes anal. <laughs> they have a trip, Edo. Mm-hmm. It starts what, Easter. What are the dates? Uh, March 30th to April 6th. They have a few rooms left, and if you want to come party with us, it should be a hell of a fucking time. And we're getting ready for that crap. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Mostly just because you get to see Mallory run around naked, and that's just, you know, really nice, actually. <laughs> and I hope to hit on the other hosts as much as possible. You know, they though the other two haven't told me no yet. Oh, okay. So I still have a shot at maybe talking to them and having sex. Okay. And they're both hot, so, you know. Well, I think all the hosts are hot, so. Well, I know, but uh, Mallory's dead to me. She doesn't want to fuck <laughs> me. She, 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 I got as much chance of having sex with her as I do Mickey. So, you know, well, I don't care. I have more chance with Mickey. I don't, remember? Yeah, because he likes the anal. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. right. All right, so. Well, maybe they're back <laughs> on the camera. All right. Hey, Mickey. You're so fine. You're so fine. You're both my mind. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so Hito's coming, like, not not that many days away. No. It's coming up really quick. Um, is there anything else to talk about right now? Uh, I don't think so. No. All right, well, then we'll get with this right here. Um, the rest of this show is going to be about, um, well, the reason we haven't been recording as much recently. It's not completely the reason, but it's, it's part of it. And it's not going to be the uh, jovial episode we're, we normally do. Should still be fun and funny, but uh, we're going to be talking about stuff that could make people sad or upset. So or uncomfortable. Or uncomfortable. Be warned about that. All right. And you'll be uh, getting to know our friend Cherie, who's joining us here in a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see all you guys in Hito. All of you. Every freaking one of you. We're talking with Sheree real quick. We're going to talk about depression. Basically because we haven't recorded but two podcasts in the last year. And part of that is because I'm dealing with my depression. Valid. That's it. Yeah. I, uh, I've i had, I, I don't know about you. I've had depression my entire life. Yes. I never called it that. I always said I was having bad days. Angie knew if I was having a bad day. Generally, I would get in our bathtub, I would fill it full of water, and I would hang out drinking. The water would eventually leak out because the bathtubs we always had (laughs) wouldn't hold the water forever. (laughs) It would hold it for a good hour or two, and then it would just start leaking out. And I would commit to drinking, and I would just keep drinking, and the water would be out. So I'm basically naked in an empty bathtub, drunk all my fucking ass. She would come home and I would have been asking our kids to bring me beers out of the refrigerator because I had the shower curtain pulled. So they would just keep bringing me alcohol. How old were our children? At this point, they were, I don't know. Uh, Kelsey, maybe six. It started from when they were six until they were adults, until they moved out. I mean, yeah. Every now and then I would just... It, it, my shit would come every now and then. And when it hit, it was like really bad. 
and I didn't deal with it well. And I would go through a day at work and I would just come home and I would make sure the kids were okay. And then I would get in the tub and start drinking and I would get drunk because then I didn't have to deal with what was in my head. Yep. Because what was in my head was really just, it was in between pissing me off and making me extremely sad and just like, Shit, I didn't want to be in my fucking head. Yes. Really is what it was. Yeah. So I would just get drunk. And it was fine because it only happened, like I said, bad days. So it was, when we first got together, it was only... It was once a year, maybe. No, it was probably every once couple, every couple yeah. months. Yeah. It was very sporadic. Yeah. Very it, wasn't, it wasn't constant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when it ever happened, it was... Yeah. Like, you knew when it was happening. It wasn't, when it happened, it wasn't a, oh, this is a surprise. No. Yeah. We were expecting it. It just didn't happen when we were expecting it. Yeah. And she never really, we never, I, okay. When I say she, we never really dug down. I just knew that I wasn't good. Yes. And I knew that if she started talking to me and trying to help me with it, it just upset me. Because and she wasn't maybe, understanding what you were going through. I didn't understand what I was yeah. going through. So there was. So he couldn't explain it to me. Yeah. There was no way she could understand what I was going through. And the kids obviously, obviously. couldn't understand. But they were there. So I would just get fucking hammered. Like blackout drunk to the point where she would help me out of the bathtub and help me to the bed and I'd sleep. Then I'd wake up and go to work the next day and. Everything would be okay. We're fine. We're good. Right? And that was how we lived our life. It was, you know, every now and then this happened. And it progressively got more more, more frequent. Fre- um, frequent. More, more frequent when the children left. So I yeah. think that the, we lost the buffer. Actually, I think that the kids and having something to do, mm-hmm. like... Preoccupied. It, it lost my focus. Yeah. So when he has a challenge or something to work for, he's good. But when he lost that, when the children moved out and they were doing their own thing, and now you're in your own mind, it's quiet. We're in our own mindset, we're in our own things, and we're only producing for ourselves. I think that's where it got worse. I never like being left alone where I'm just thinking about my stuff in my head. I don't like anything in my fucking head. My head's not a good place. Exactly. And I mean, when people hear that, they may not understand what they mean by that. I, I mean... I don't like the things in my head. I don't like the things I think. I don't like anything around it. I mean, it's just... It's not who you are, but your mind can't stop yeah. coming up with stuff. That I'm literally trying to talk to you about this on this podcast, and I'm trying to talk about it. And you're not like... I don't want to talk about the shit that runs through my yes. fucking head. Well, that's what but I'm, the things that's that go what I'm through the to mind, say. they're twisted. They're, they're things that a, a, you wouldn't think you would think about. Like, it's yes, not a normal... It's, like, it's not a normal thought. I feel like a horrible person yes. for the fact that this even crossed my mind for a brief second. So yes. speak to that. That part. No, that's that the part horrible. you can't speak. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, No, that's but the whole thing. Because you can't say what's actually in your mind. Because people aren't going to understand that. You don't... 
whether sweetheart i love you to death right uh-huh. i do i've talked to you about some shit i have other friends i've talked to about some shit but i don't talk to them about what what really set me off what really yeah. was in there because i don't care how much i love you and how much i adore you i can't bring I can't yourself say, to verbalize what's yes. going through your head yeah because it's twisted Yes, I feel like it's horrible, and maybe it's not. Maybe if I, maybe if you say it, it's not that bad. Maybe everybody thinks the shit you're saying, but I, okay. I'm one of those people that legitimately say everything. Yes, and I don't feel comfortable saying what the fuck I think. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. I understand that. And that was a whole thing about figuring that out because through. My entire life I've dealt with the bad days, which is what I called, which is depression. I've dealt with depression apparently my entire life, but I only thought I had, (laughs) I only thought I had bad days. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is normal to have a bad day, but things going through your mind is not a bad day. But the last couple of years, the bad days have been bad weeks. Bad months. Mine went years. Yeah. I was... And the horrible thing about it is like the one time Dan and Chrissy were over here, mm-hmm. I lashed out at Dan. And I mean, I lashed hard out and, at Dan. And not appropriately. Yeah. And it wasn't because of him. It was because I wasn't right and I was trying to just Broke shove it under the rug. Yeah. And the rug at this point was a fucking mountain. And it just fell the fuck off, and I just lashed the fuck out, and I screamed and yelled, and Dan being Dan was just like, oh, oh I'm sorry, okay, and he just dealt with it and yeah. made sure I was okay and everything, and then asked Angie, is Two days later, Jay all right, and try to talk to her. He, Dan's only concern was, was I okay, because he well, understood my reaction wasn't who you are. Him, right. I'm yeah. not what was happening yeah it was about something Jay and his mm-hmm. triggers and the horrible part about that was that i had to tell dan i'm sorry but i couldn't explain to him why why i'm sorry about you know what i mean that's that's what depression is yeah it's fucking it hurts so much all the time and you don't understand it just like why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? Yeah, why but, am I upset? There's no trigger. There's nothing I can think of that's making me feel this way right now. It's just here. Mm-hmm. And I can't get it to go away. I like the fact we're having this conversation. We're both about ready to start crying. <laughs> and Angie's just trying to help. That's because you feel bad for both of us. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to be in it. Mine went on for years. I... And I went to alcohol. I, I was a true alcoholic. I mean, yes, I still drink now, but I know my limits now. Mm-hmm. Back then, I was a functioning alcoholic because drinking was the only thing that took it away. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to think. I, I went to work hungover or still drinking. Um, a lot of the time, still waking up that morning and we'd go straight from the club to the job and continue the day like it was normal. But I spent two and a half years where I don't remember those years because I stayed intoxicated so that I was out of my own mind. See, that was my high school before I met Angie. Angie actually, 
saved me from alcoholism. I honestly believe that. When uh, we got together, and I don't even know what the fuck was fucking me up so bad before that. Actually, that's not completely true. Family is usually the trigger I'm just, for most I, okay. of it. Okay, I, I may know what fucked me up. I'm not going to talk about it. So, <laughs> just let's just say that I was fucked up, and I understand why I was fucked up. So, we'll what go. what you and Justin did mm-hmm. was gave me something to focus on. It was that positive. I could I could help with. Yes, this is something I could do, and I could make better. Yeah, and it helped me because yeah. when I met you, I was drunk. 90% of the and time. And broken people help broken people. That's I, that's what we do. I, I didn't know I was broken. See, see, there's a whole thing about that. Okay, we'll, we'll get that in a minute. All right. <laughs> when when I met Angie, I was drunk like 90% of the time. And I mean... How old I, were you when you met me? 17, yeah. right? 17? Yeah. 17. And I'd been drunk since I was 12. And yeah. I mean, I was drunk so most of the fucking time. What? normal alcoholics would consume he was 12 to 17 i drank a 12 pack when i was 12 years old my 12th birthday i drank a 12 pack so if you can drink a 12 pack when you're 12 i had been drinking for a while before that yeah obviously but i literally drank a 12 pack when i was 12 years old and i'm not bragging about this it was a horrible thing and i just continued to drink after that and when i met angie and i really wanted to take care of justin the boy. I needed to sober up, and I realized I needed to sober up. You needed, you needed so that gave me that it gave me purpose. a focus, something to yeah. something to shoot for. Yeah. And honestly, I used to think that I'd be dead way before now. And you still do. And if I wouldn't have met Angie and Justin, I think I would have been dead before now because then I wouldn't have done what Cared. I did to sober up. Yeah. And I'm not perfect now, but that was able to. So much well, it was it was able to the the hold off the depression more for me. It was a stage, like maybe a barrier. There's a whole thing now where I think part of my depression is the fact that I still work six days a week. Yeah, and it's not. You don't it's, have any. It's time. not because I want to. I literally you have to. my job. I have to work six days a week, or I don't work. So can I pause a moment there? Mm-hmm. I feel like if you didn't have to work six days, you would find another reason to work six days. Because find another reason to do something. And your mentality is you need to take care of something and someone. And when you transitioned from your alcohol as a teenager to taking care of us, that was your transition to taking care of. So work is taking care of me and Justin and the family. And that is still your And that's a prime example of depression, though. People are workaholics because they're trying to stay out of their minds. So they continually have Mm -hmm. to have something to do. And when you don't have that thing to do is when you get in your mind. And that's when you go downhill. That's why I listen to podcasts all the time and now audiobooks and don't stop and think. I have to... to to, to interject for a second that we don't have those things anymore to have to take care of. Yeah. We don't have the children anymore. The children take care of themselves. And it's just us and me. But this and, is why now we're yeah, on meds. This is now we're mm-hmm. here. Because that's the same same because with me. I went we from working have... seven days a week in the Middle East to 12 hour days, sometimes 16 hour days, and came back to the States 
and didn't have that purpose anymore and went down a very dark hole. Yeah. Very dark. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on the meds and I fought the meds for years <laughs> and I've gone well, through so many different ones. To there's find a big part of you that when you're, when they tell you to take the meds, you feel like you're okay and you shouldn't. Well, you feel like you're weak. It's yeah. like I don't Ugh. I don't need this shit. I yes. can I can do it on my own. Which is you fucked up because you're you taking are. booze all the time <laughs> and drugs and everything else, and that's fine. Yes. But, but the yes. stuff that's actually supposed For to help sure. you, I don't need that big shit. Big pharma, big pharma. Yeah. I gotta stay away from big pharma. That's yeah. it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see that. And once you find but once you find the right mix of meds because sometimes it's not just one sometimes it's, it's not just multiple. two it's it's multiple yeah. but once you find that mix of meds that makes it so that you can live a normal life it's or what freeing. you perceive as or what normal. you perceive yes yeah. what you perceive yeah. as normal like yeah. i'm not constantly in my head anymore i'm not constantly thinking the negative thoughts you know what's going to happen tomorrow like a lot of my thoughts are death like what happens if i die tomorrow what happens if i get in a car accident you know, I, I'm that type of person, if I'm about to get in a car accident, I'm going to black out. Like, I already know it. I've, I've felt it before. You, yeah, you feel and like you're not going to coherent what's going to happen no. next because in your mind, you're gone. Like, yes. this is where it is. This it's, is what it's done. Nope, this yep. is the end. I'm, I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> and I, I mean, leaving the house during thunderstorms, like, what if my house catches on fire? Like, just the constant negativity when I'm... I mean, I still have that even on the meds, but I don't fixate on it. Like the thought comes and I'm like, that's irrational. It's not what's going to happen. You make it, Let it go work by. for your life at that point. Yeah. Okay. So how do you deal with people telling you, um, thanking you for stuff and like um, telling you to do a good job? <laughs> right. Gratitude. Words of words of affirmation. Yes, those things. I'm not. I'm not a words of affirmation love language. I literally was at Naughty New Orleans one time, and uh, people were coming to me and thanking me for the stuff I've talked about and the things me and Angie have discussed and whatever the hell. And there was a certain point where I told people, I said, "Don't just stop. I, I understand everything you're saying is nice and sweet. He I can't deal with it anymore. He couldn't deal with it. I mean, literally, every time somebody started it. talking to me, I started crying. And I'm like, I'm not a crier. <laughs> I don't deal well with it. I don't I don't think I should cry. I'm of the elk where men don't cry. They deal with their shit and they move oh, on. But and, your elk have evolved since then. Well, so I understand good. all that. Yeah. But I just meant, I, I understand that men should cry as much as every fucking other person. I understand all that shit. I still don't deal with it well. Yeah. And especially if I'm in a big group of people. And you're center of attention. I should not be fucking crying. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it was also center of attention. Well, because then when it happened to us, we were kind of on focal point. Um, it wasn't intentional by their standards or ours by any means, but we it just happened that the way they brought it up, we were center of attention at that point. Well, the whole point is that they're telling me that I helped them. And this is making me cry. Which, because you don't feel you can help yourself. Which just makes it worse because I'm now crying and you're telling me good things about myself. 
which makes me think, why the fuck am I crying right now? You're telling Happy me tears. something nice. Happy tears. Yeah, I should not be fucking crying, which only makes you matter, and then it just keeps compounding. It's well, like a also, whole... he was also, I'm crying because... You're happy, and I don't know how in the world I could have ever made you happy. That was also part of it. Well, no, yeah. not entirely. Yeah. Well, and no, he, and no, then no. you said something and, about. Hang okay. on. My whole thing is I understand that I try to make everybody happy all the time. Mm-hmm. I joke constantly. I try to make everybody have a good time because I understand that You're I Robin am not. Williams. I am it. not happy. Yeah. You're Robin Williams, understood. Which, if anybody's listening to this, understand that I don't want you to come up there to me and try to make me happy. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a miserable person. I have a good life. Fuck I, you if you are. I'll find some more chicks. The more you want to help me, the more it's probably not going to help me. <laughs> all right? Just, if you're a girl, walk up, motorboat me, we're going to be fine. In your boobs? What I'm trying to say oh. is... I I always joke around and try to make everybody else smile because I understand how horrible I have felt and I don't want anybody else to feel that way ever. ever. Yeah. yeah. So if I see you even a little bit upset, I need to I don't make want you happy. I need you to smile. Yep. Because I don't want you to feel the way I feel. Yeah. And it, that's a whole thing with people that have um well, you mentioned Rob Williams. Yes. It's a whole thing with like Robin Williams and all his, the really comedians, James Belushi, and all these people that have that passed was their away and died. Persona. Yeah, they they were so funny because they, they understood you to be better than what they felt. They understood how horrible they yeah. felt, and they don't want anybody to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't telling you that to make it come as a come down. I was telling you that as a I understand, because sweetheart. He was an amazing actor. And, yeah, and nobody knew. And no one knew until he died. And I don't want that for you. Thank you. You're welcome. None of us want As that. As honest as I can be. Yes. Because, you know, I, I can't lie. But you've so. taken the first step and you're on meds now. Yeah. I oh, tried the therapy my thing. Gosh. The therapy doesn't. It did not help me no, at all. No, I didn't so, help me no, 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 no. What, what? No. Can I interject here? Go ahead. Five seconds. His therapy Remember was. she said she didn't want to talk? She, he said. I know what she's going to say before she even says it. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. Verbatim. I know exactly what she's going to say. I was like, okay, cool. He goes, and I still can't follow it. He knows what she's going to say because we're not stupid. We've done this shit well, for a it, while. It We've done life on, for a on, while. Hang on, Angie. But Angie, also, stop. Angie, stop. Well, it doesn't mean you're stupid if your therapist is helping you. <laughs> and you don't know what they're saying. Yes. But. My problem is that I know what my problem is. Oh, I need somebody mm. to tell me how to fix it, and mm. there's the, that's not possible. Yeah, they can't tell that's you how to was. fix it. There's my He's other like, problem. I actually know that that's not possible. He wants a quick fix. Yeah, I want it. somebody to give me a drug, wave a magic wand, make this. This happens. Stop. I know when this happens, and then make it go away on this snap. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My main... <sighs> Shit. When I... Well, we recorded the thing that said... When we recorded the one that said, I'm a fraud. Oh. After I was crying for four days straight. Mm. Which, 
you did not deal with very well, Ange. Neither one of us dealt with it well, but also... I was crying for four days straight, obviously. But we dealt with it, did we not? We did. So, well or not, we dealt with it. Okay. This was the discussion I actually had. how did you deal with it? Um, In multiple sessions. Hang on. She dealt with it was trying to... Trying to trying to soothe me for the first two days, and then yeah, I need you to profusely. I need you, you to, to fucking the fuck stop. out of it. <laughs> and there was and, a point where I had to tell her. And it wasn't just him. It wasn't just him. It's not just his fault because actually COVID was that where that no, was literally yeah, just okay, me. No, oh god, COVID made trying, it worse for everyone. What I'm trying to say is like what I was telling him wasn't just his fault. Like he didn't. He needed to snap out of it. In my world. I needed home base. You need that every day. I need, well, I really needed that. Our basic thing was when we first got together, Good we goal. were both train wrecks. Yeah. Broken people. Yes. And then I, we, I was we, broken with a child, though. We got together and the two train wrecks hit and got on the same track. We got on the same rail. And evened out. Yeah. For the most so part. So she needed me to keep being the person I've always been, which is. Her Straight. rock. Yes. No matter what was going on, yep. she could always Look at lean him on and me. Go, we're solid. And no matter how fucked yep. up the situation is, we're I'm solid. there for her and we're getting out of this. Yeah. He wasn't solid. Yeah. No matter. That point. Yeah. I was, that was falling the apart. I was having. So then I had to revert so, to myself. Yeah. And it go, was. How do I be the strong one? And she did great for us two days. Good. <laughs> Again. But I also couldn't because I realized we're new people we've known them for years they were not new people just happened to be in our apartment that weekend Chrissy was one of them and the biggest thing was is they were so heartfelt about our entire situation like we felt like we everything was okay hang on what she's trying to say is I was bawling like a fucking baby Chrissy was so concerned and worried about me because she's Chrissy Angie, on the other hand, is not that kind of person. She was just trying to figure out me because she's, to be honest, she was so worried about me because I Fetal couldn't talk to you. Crying. I couldn't say anything. I was just Fetal crying. position crying. Wow. And I had No Chrissy alcohol. Well, he did have a whole bottle of deep eddies. The night before. Mm-hmm. But. So when I first had my breakdown, which was a breakdown, this is yeah. when I. Day COVID happened. The day they before, told everybody the not happened. to start so March, going out, stay March. home, and all the shit. It was in March. I was saying March. March. Yeah, was it was literally that day. We got the Sunday the night before. We, we were had on Saturday night party night. We had Chrissy with us, the bartender with us, and, and um, Brandon and, and Jessica, Jessica with us. Right? I, I thought there was another couple, but it's cool. Yeah. No, that was it. Yeah. And I got drunk. We all got and drunk. Chrissy was staying in bed with us, and at some point in the night. I got up and I grabbed the bottle of Deep Eddie's Lemon, which was a liter bottle. No, he d- he grabbed the 750. Well, what I grabbed the biggest bottle of Deep Eddie's Lemon they sell. Yes. And I took that into the closet and closed the closet door and I texted Kate. In Australia. In Australia. And I started talking to Kate on the thing and drinking the entire bottle. And at some point, she messaged me. I fell apart, and Kate realized I fell apart. So Kate's trying to message Angie yes, and wake, wake Angie up. up. And Angie's sleeping with Chrissy at the time. Two two rooms over. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. So this she's is, trying to text Angie and let Angie know that something something's, something's wrong. very wrong with me. And 
to Kate's thing, she was just... She 100% nailed it. I got up and instantly started looking. It took me two hours, so, by the way, because I didn't realize he was in the spare closet. She thought I'd run out of the room. I thought he went to another so, apartment and was so, trying to knock on their door and get in and all this shit. So, so what she thing. did was, I was in this closet that we never go into Mm-mm. and had drank an entire big bottle of Deep Betty's Lemon and passed out naked. Yes. And Kate had sent her several messages saying that I was in a closet because she had asked me where I was and if I was okay. Because <laughs> she understood that I was, Not something okay. was wrong yeah. and I wasn't okay. But she's like, where are you? Are you okay? And I told her and she had sent Angie messages, but mm-hmm. Angie woke up and Chrissy was beside her and I wasn't. So she was like, all right, so he's in the living room so making I, coffee. Well, she starts looking for me and can't find me. And then no. she walks out into the hallway to make sure I'm not in the hallway. You've and then she apartment. You know what the hallway looks like? Hotel room, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Then she can't figure out where the fuck I'm at. She checks her phone and sees Kate. Then she went and found me in the closet and apparently closet. drugged me out of the closet. I don't remember any of this shit. I didn't Naked, know naked as hell, she drugs me out in front of the bartender and uh, Brandon and Chrissy and Jessica. She... Had somehow or another got me over her shoulders enough where my arms were and I've, drugged me. I've, just me. She drugged me and threw me in bed. The I've bartender just, and Chrissy. Oh, they thought I curled. was amazing at first. And then they thought you were <laughs> and a then bitch. They thought I was a total bitch. Because I was amazing because I drug his ass out with toes dangling into from one closet. Well, you've been in our upstairs apartment. From that closet to our bedroom and on the bed without his feet touching the ground at all. All right. So, that's amazing. She's really proud right? of herself. Oh, right? they, they thought oh. she was fantastic. Yeah. And, tell us. and then what happened? They got mad at her when she started saying everybody needed to fucking leave. Yes. Because she well. needed everybody out of the fucking apartment because... But I couldn't politely Well, the whole thing was, what you couldn't tell them was, you weren't dealing well with the fact that I was like that. Yes. That was your entire problem. I saw, yeah. I was falling apart and you couldn't deal with the fact you that I was apart. falling apart. You weren't together. Yes. And that was an issue for you, yeah. but you weren't telling them that. You were no. just saying, everybody needs to get the fuck out. She just needed everybody out because mm-hmm. she needed to try to figure out what the fuck was wrong with me. I need to compose myself long enough to yep. deal with him and then see what's going on. And she's trying to ask me if I'm okay, what's wrong, he, what can I do? You're out of it. No, and no, all, no, no I just keep saying, it's fine, I'll be okay. He's like, it's fine, I'm good. Yeah, she. it took her two days after that, and I finally asked you at one point, I was like, going, "No, I need you to put your shit down and just cuddle with me. Oh, yeah, you did that. I like, she goes, okay, and she came over there with her little tablet, and I went, no, put, put the tablet the ta- down. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, put the tablet said, down, hold me, I need you to I hold me, to I need hold you to me. cuddle me. And after about 30 minutes, I looked at him, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, if this is what you're going to need from now on? I, I honestly looked at him and said, I can't do this. And not because he's a bad person or I'm a bad person. It's like when we started Physical our touch relationship. Physical touch is not your love language. Well, 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 well we this is not what she signed up for. That, that was, we were holding each other together. We weren't holding each other up. We were holding each other together. That's a completely different concept than me picking you up off the ground and holding on to you while you cry for six weeks. That's not going to happen. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I love her honesty. Oh. No, it's just the... That's exactly what I was trying to deal with. Ken. She she needed me to be the stronger person. And this is the one time where 
He wasn't. I wasn't, and I couldn't be. And I couldn't fix it, because I just kept fucking crying. And I and mean, But you made it through it. We had a conversation right? about you being more... Well, I talked to things. you about what's going on. I'm like going, I can't help he, no, this. No, he didn't. He sidebarred it. Which is fine, and I'm okay with okay, it. Okay, I talked to you as much as I could at that point. I know. Because I, I wasn't... you sidebarred it. I was... It's fine. I was not... I'm not your right. therapist, bitch. Don't pay me. <laughs> God, I love you. This is the whole... Okay. Every now and then, some people think she's mean to me, because... Mm. She understands that I can't have I you be sympathy person. to me. I can't. You know most of the women I like. Yes. Most of them are very straightforward. Yes. They're very mm. right. They're right. Yep. Chrissy and I think um, Ronnie are the nicest people that we ever mess around with. Like consistently. They're, and I I adore Chrissy and I adore Ronnie and I love the fact that they will coddle me and baby me or whatever the they hell. Do. But that's that's not what I'm. Okay with normally. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to be the rock. Yes, I need to. I, I. If I'm taking care of somebody else, I don't need to stop and think about what Myself. I need. Yeah. Yep. It's a whole thing. It's. So, but now that you're on the meds, do how do you feel? Same. I'm better. How long have you been on them? Since the mm, beginning of December. Honest. And you take them how often? Once a day. And according to my daughter, I'm a pussy. <laughs> well, your daughter's also my daughter. So well, I'm just saying. Strong. She literally goes 10 milligrams. That's fucking she, she Why are you even that. taking it? <laughs> she she did say that. She's our kid. Well, and that's, and, and that's a big part of depression and the meds. Like, being given meds doesn't mean they're going to work. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you have over. to... Sometimes you have to go up in doses. Sometimes you have to completely change the med. That med just may not work for you. But they evolve with it. I've been on seven or eight different depression meds, and I've had different reactions on every one of them. Some of them made me catatonic. Some of them made me go into panic attacks. Some of them just made me cry nonstop. And now I'm finally on a med that I feel human on, and I feel normal. So... Um, when you were saying it felt you made you feel like catatonic or whatever, though. See, if I would have taken anything that made me feel that way, I probably would have never taken anything again. And I, that's why it took years for me to get where I am. I was so fucking worried. I would stop the meds and be like, you know what? Forget this. I can handle it on my own. I can do this on my own. And I'd go two or three years trying to handle it on my own to a point where I would fall down into that deep hole of despair and couldn't get out of it and was like, okay, I've got to do something different because people are starting to worry about me now because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not who I am. Yeah, so. and it, I, if, if, the, if the first thing I would have taken would have made me start crying all the time, I probably would have never taken anything again and just been <laughs> completely done with the shit. But you can't. It, it, it is, our bodies react to different... So I'm not good with the medical bullshit that my job for my insurance, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of bullshit, right? Angie's good at it. So I told Angie, I said, hey, I think I need to talk to somebody. And if I'm telling you I think I need to talk to somebody, I fucking need to talk to somebody right goddamn now. But she didn't understand that. She was just hearing me say, I think I need to talk to somebody. So she'd look whenever she had a spare time or remembered or whatever the hell. It wasn't And I would remind every now and then. She, it, you know, in her mind, this wasn't something that because needed to happen right now, right? Mm. Because I'm yes. the one that she relies on. So, yeah. like, you know, like, sometimes you need to talk to somebody. All right, well, figure it out, right? 
until I came home one day and I, I, my whole thing is I realized I started to snap way more people just because I was so miserable in my own head and just constantly beating myself up that if you said something to me, it automatically seemed like you were attacking me because I was constantly attacking myself. Yes. It was a trigger. Yes. So if anybody said anything to me, it was an attack because I had already said a thousand horrible things to myself that day. And you're adding a fuck on, you go fuck off. So I was, I lashed out at her a couple of times and I went, I don't mean any of this. I'm so sorry. I really need to talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody fucking now. But at least you realized that and apologize. My irritability, JT and I almost didn't make it. I was just not a nice person at all. And I did the same thing, snapped constantly, but I never apologized. Mine, in my head, I was absolutely 100% right. right. <laughs> like, you're the one, you're the problem. Get away from me. See, yeah. there's part of my problem. I realized that what I was doing was wrong. And that only makes it worse. Because yeah. I'm still fucking doing it. Yeah. See, and he's still upset about it also. And that only makes you more upset with yourself, yeah. which is the same person you've been beating up all fucking day. Yeah. Yep. And it just makes it just worse. But aren't you the, happy that you have a great partner? I'm happy that I have great friends and partners and everything. And I've I've tried so much the last year and a half or so to start talking to people mm -hmm. and our one friend is part of the reason that happened after after yes. pcap yes. in miami yes. when i talked to her about it and i'm not going to talk about her specifically but when i talked to her about it, it it helped me start realizing that i needed to talk about this you more. need to speak yeah you don't have to talk to anyone in particular you just need to say it out loud Yes, and because then actually, depression and anxiety are taboo. Like people don't uh, want to talk actually, about they it. They started saying and I had anxiety more than depression. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't think I have anxiety. I don't think that's my problem. I think it's like when I, whenever anybody tries to like exercise or work out or try to embed themselves, right? There are people that need other people to come by and say, "You can do this. Let's go. Let's go. You got this. Let's go." Right? And then it pumps them up. Right? Yeah. Fuck it. Leave me alone, motherfucker. <laughs> I need the guy to walk by me and go, you lazy, fat piece of shit. You can't lift that? That motherfucker's going to get me to lift that fucking piece of whatever the fuck I'm lifting. <laughs> if you're nice to me, leave me alone. I do not need you. Come by and tell me you can't fucking do that. Whatever it is, I will get it done. And that's my entire personality. And I understand that. I also understand that's not completely great <laughs> but i understand that about myself part a whole lot of my issue is the fact that i understand what my issues are i just don't know how to fix them and i don't want to fucking talk to people about them <laughs> so, so i'm them. never going to fix them <laughs> but you took the first step you're on the meds that's the yeah. first <laughs> i feel better already of course you do because i'm raising sharif's boob Mm. <laughs> the whole point of the show was to just rub her boobs. No, we're killing it then. <laughs> so, do you feel the meds are working for you? Currently. Currently. I'm much better than I was before I started taking them. Could be. But do you feel like you're where you need to be? Sweetheart, I don't understand where anybody should feel 
They need I don't, to be. I don't understand how anybody's ever happy. I don't. So I don't know if I'm ever there because I it doesn't make fucking sense to me. So your meds aren't right yet, then. Um, no, no, I'm not upset. I'm not yelling. I'm early not... on in marriage, it, this is not a new voice. No, that's but well, no, but no. If, if you if you can't understand what that happiness feeling feels like, it's not where, that. No, he. It's not. What, that, what okay, you do, let what, me interject. Be quiet. Let me interject. It's not that he doesn't understand. It's like he sees how people get so enjoyed about something or so excited about something, like instantly. He doesn't understand how other people can do that and never see another light of sex, right? Not the sex part. <laughs> she literally made that face because she's like, well, it was the sex. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand blissful happiness or That's whatever, that, whatever, well, no, whatever you're saying. It doesn't need to be blissful happiness. It, it doesn't have to be I don't want to bite anybody's euphoria. head off today. Yes, it doesn't have to be Which, euphoria. Okay. To me, the fact that I don't want to hurt anybody seems like that's the way everybody should be. Yes. Whether other people look at everybody and see fucking puppies and flowers, I, I don't know. You see demons But has the stuff in your head stopped? No. Stopped? No. Has it re- it's, it's, it's reduced? It's much quieter. It's much yeah. quieter. I would say it's paused for the next 90 seconds. So, okay. We, we named our daughter after a friend of mine. Mm. Who yes. shot himself when he was in his early twenties? Mm. He was twenty-two. He sh- yeah, he shot himself right before Kelsey was born, mm-hmm. and uh, her name is Kelsey Christina because his name was Chris. Okay, I adore this guy. He was going to be my um, uh, shit for my wedding, my best man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Till my brother son. threw yes. a fit, and yes. then we made my brother <laughs> my best man. Which. I love my brother too. Nothing against that. I just but, think he would have been yeah. a better best man because he'd have done stuff. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, at any rate, uh, he ended up shooting himself. Mm-hmm. And Suicide. I still am upset with him about this, and I'm never going to be okay with him about this. Yep. But to be honest, he probably saved my life because okay. I saw. How much he hurt me and everybody else when he did it, right? Yeah, it's always the what's left behind, which probably saved my life because I will never fucking do it because I'm still so upset with him because he did it. Yeah, and so it's it's, it's almost like saying he did something good by killing himself that one time. Okay. So I will never. So, one of the things the therapist asks you when you first started going through your. Oh, yeah. You're like, going, well, this or this or this. Or, yeah. Have you ever thought about killing yourself? I'm like, going, I will never kill myself. And she goes, It's not what I asked. I said, Have I thought about it? Yeah. I won't fucking do it. That's what I'll tell you. And she goes, So you have thought about it. And I'm like, going, I won't ever do it. And it's all I'll ever say about it. It yeah. won't fucking happen. Now, if a truck was barreling down on me, I'm probably not going to dodge all that quick. I'm gonna... You're going to be a slow man, Jim. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Part of the reason some people think that, oh my God, he is so just like stoic. Nothing ever startles him. No, nah, it's because I really don't give a fuck if they hit me or not. 
I'm like, if they hit me, that's not suicide. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, that was partly joking. I know. It was mostly joking, I hope. Partly true. <laughs> no, it's 100% crossed my mind hey, a couple honey. times. I'm not going to say that I haven't felt mm-hmm. the same ways watching, especially mm-hmm. driving. Driving is a huge, huge Oh, yeah. You can drive off this. You can drive into that. I, you can... That one time that I didn't attempt because I didn't actually take the car over the cliff, but I parked my car at a cliff. And the only thing that stopped me was my dog. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kept me from driving over a cliff was See, my dog. You had your dog. And I had remembering how much he hurt everybody else. Yep. And you know if you drive off that cliff, no one's going to think you did it on accident. No. no. They know you did it. Yeah. If you drive in the oncoming traffic, there's a possibility they think I was drunk. But Angie's going to know that I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, if I ever... Let's not let insurance know that. <laughs> well, that's 100%. Every way I've ever thought about doing it has been where your insurance pays out. We're fine. <laughs> So there, the, yeah. If I ever, to, everyone has to be unknown. Know any of the secrets? This is a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier, though. The stuff that goes through your head that you don't really want to say out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. How many times? Those you, outwards. How many times Those you thought outwards. about just? Yeah. I don't know. Slipping yeah. with this, slipping yep. with that, and or yeah, falling yeah. this way, falling yep. that way. It's the outwards. Those are the words that like get you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole fucking thing and you're like i don't think anybody's ever going to understand this and it's it, i mean it's it, and you know like i would never actually do it but the thoughts are constantly there mm-hmm. they just every day no matter what you're doing something's happening you're at work what if i drive a forklift off this what if i do this what if i'm in the house and the and crock pot happens. catches on fire or you know How would that well i'm also, also a violent bastard so every now that i think about just offing somebody else too <laughs> So there's that. Thank you for not keeping that in your phone. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason I don't do that is because then I'd go to prison, and I'm like, that would be fun. The only no. thing that would make my life worse would hey, be prison. Because be I'm a sexy bitch with a soft tushy, and I'm like, somebody's going, going for the, the pushy, morgue. right? You would be going to the morgue, babe. No prison oh. for you. Definitely morgue. Yeah. They always say go to the first big bastard in the yard. Punch, punch him in the him face. In face. <laughs> now I'm walking up that motherfucker. I'll suck your dick. Let's, let's do this. That was Deadpool. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. We're not talking about Deadpool, are we? I love you, baby. So part of the reason she talks so much is because she, she's uncomfortable. Yes. It makes her very uncomfortable when I start talking about Things. this. Yes. Which is fine. I understand this. It's and also, fine. he doesn't interpret... Like, really well, like, he doesn't, when he says something, it can come across as something 100% the opposite direction. Mm. Like, he can say, yeah, it's normally. blue tomorrow, and then someone will be like, someone's fucking someone tomorrow. Like, it's like, not, no, his, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> she totally just lost me. Yeah, well, she, she didn't understand what she was saying herself, so it's all right. The, but what you said was correct, Sheree. She, this <laughs> makes her feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. The the uh, the whole me being upset or sad or not anything besides me being me, the me you know, which you know all of me. It's just. Are you still recording this? Yes. Why? Because this is all part of it. Okay. And it's it's easier to talk to somebody who can understand and who's 
been through it. Like I can't, I can talk to JT about it, but he can't understand mm -hmm. why, why I'm thinking those ways or, you know, why I'm feeling a certain way. And it, because I don't know why I'm feeling well, a certain way. Well, it's the whole thing where they, if you start trying to tell them, they're like, you're beautiful, you're sweet, you're smart. Why are you even, that makes no sense. You need yeah. to do this. Like, sounds yeah. fantastic. Sounds great. Tell that into my head. Let's do that. Let, <laughs> let's convince me of that. <laughs> Which is my whole problem when I started talking to the therapist. Because there's nothing, literally not one thing she said to me that I already didn't know about myself. Yeah. I'm like, how do you fix this? She goes, well, we can't fix that. You learn to cope with it. Yes. And I'm like going, well, then you're no fucking help because I already knew all this <laughs> shit before we started talking. And that's where the meds come in. They help you cope. So yeah. the meds, let's talk about the meds in general, right? Mm. I, I am not so upset now. <laughs> I also have a problem orgasming. With my pump-up dick, I can get hard. Not an issue. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you. Part of this is fun. Because Angie has an orgasm like 90% of the times we have sex now. And that was not normal. <laughs> because I would orgasm and she would think her job is done and just stop. Even whether she hadn't came and she didn't care. But now she just keeps trying until she finally comes and she doesn't want to do it anymore because it's too intense. Which I think is fantastic. <laughs> but I still haven't come. No. Oh. You did once. And he has since, came. Since the 1st um, of December, no, I have no, orgasmed no. with you. It was mid-November. It was before Thanksgiving. Was it? Yeah. All right. Well, the first time I it's orgasmed with was like last week, wasn't it? It was. It's been two months. Yeah, it's... Yeah. More than two months, actually. Which but, is yeah. the first time I finished with... Anyone ever. Anybody since that point. Since you started the meds. Yeah, but I can jack off and come every now and then. And I huh. make sure he does it because I ask him. Yeah, she will literally tell me to go I'm like, did masturbate. you do the thing? Did you go masturbate? Did if we like... if we have sex three times where she finishes and I and don't. he doesn't. Then I'm she's like, the you need to go masturbate or something. <laughs> because after 30 years, I've understand the stress. I know the stress is there. It's, it's not the stress though; it's the meds. It's yeah, part of the, one of the side effects is a but reduced stress libido. Intense, Why can I? No, no, my libido is still there. I yes. just can't seem to can't, finish. Yeah, I enjoy it. I'm having fun. Well, I might not be able to get hard if it wasn't for the fact that I have a pump up penis. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it affects your. I still want to have so sex. You want, yes, yes, but your body doesn't necessarily. Yeah. know that. Now, I have a pump-up penis, so I never had to deal with that before. So, And it still works fine. So it's like, mm. <laughs> I enjoy it now because we have sex and I don't come, but she's fucking shaking, like bodily. <laughs> I feel like a god. Because <laughs> she still wants me to orgasm, so she's trying so hard <laughs> until I finally just grab her and pull her down. And I'm like going... It's okay. Don't so worry about it. like a puppy? Yes. It's okay. But it's I feel... Okay. Uh, it makes me feel like... 
good. So maybe this well, is I know the it's meds. making her feel it's horrible like, because oh, I've always came. I'm a completionist, so this shit's gotta it's gotta happen, man. I understand, but we're only talking about me and you right now, <laughs> Sherry, not her. She's just over Sorry, there. I was not part of this conversation. It makes me feel really special the fact that she's shaking and you know, I've done this. So woo, yay, yay me. <laughs> but I still haven't came, which you know. Which was pretty funny because I hadn't came in over a month when I finally was masturbating one time and was able to come. And it was just like a, a big glob. Oh, <laughs> I was Lord. like, holy fuck. What was that song today at yeah. the brunch? Yes. The tapioca? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That song. Come like tapioca. Yes. Oh. It came out like tapioca pudding. It wasn't pudding. Yeah, so that's pretty much the only side effect I've really seen so far is the old, whole not orgasm thing. Because oh. I was usually pretty easy to orgasm the first time. Second time, not as easy. But the first time was usually pretty easy. And now it's just like, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> At all. Sounds like a challenge. Oh, I actually... Anytime you want to try, sweetheart. <laughs> I stopped taking it as a challenge when I couldn't do it solo. Generally, I'm good solo. Well, you're and usually. I, could, I didn't. Even, I couldn't even get him solo. I was like, I'm like. I, she's usually my wrap up person. If we're having, to, we're having sex with a lot of people, and I at, at the end, and I'm like, going, I want to finish. I'm the finish. She comes over, I'm yeah. The finish him move. What yes. is that? Knockout. Yep. No. What no. Is it? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Whatever it is. Knockout. Finish him. I'm the finish him move, and if I can't finish him, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Then yeah, it it really is. It's 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 so fucking odd because I'm so used to being able to finish. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. And it, I'm trying now. Like I'm literally trying it. Not even fucking close. <laughs> and I'm like going. I'm so sorry. The last time it happened. This last time it happened. I made you made me kiss you. Oh yeah. For. Well, it was morning just, sex or whatever it was. It was just I finished it. I was like, I, I, fuck me! I did not expect it to happen. And she's like, really? You came? I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> well, it hadn't happened in so long. Yeah. Yep. It was fucking weird. Well, maybe that means that you've hit that six week mark. So the meds are in your system now. Maybe mm. it'll start getting. They did. My system I think ours were a trigger. <laughs> I had sex with two girls last night. I didn't even come close. No. <laughs> Wasn't even in the realm of possibilities. Realm, realm of possibilities. <laughs> yeah. wrong, wrong valve. But and I was having me a good goddamn time. <laughs> let me tell you. Was having... Goddamn right. Me was yeah. having a great time. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was having me. But the whole orgasm thing, nah, not even close. Not even a little close. So does that affect you mentally? Mm-mm. Not anymore. If I if I couldn't orgasm at all, it probably would. But as I said, for some reason, if I masturbate, which I do Pretty two times a month yeah. or so, I I actually or finish more. when I do that. Yeah. So I'm not even worried about it. I'm at this point I'm still more thrilled with the fact that I'm making Angie quiver <laughs> and stop. <laughs> it's tickling the fuck out of me because that's new to me. It's only happened a couple of times in my life, so <laughs> now it's so happened regular. on the reg, and I'm like going, mm, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and I've literally had this conversation with her after we were done having sex, because yeah. she's like going, you didn't come. And I went, 
I don't care. This is kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> because in my head, it is. It's kind of cool. But I also understand that, yeah, it's probably not the best thing in the world. You and did ask me at one point, are you going to be okay with this? I was like, ah, Well, that's because know. it's you, and you I'm usually... I'm a completionist. Most of the time when we have sex, you're just trying to get me to finish so you can stop. And finish. Yeah. Well, you want me to finish, and then you're like, oh, I'm done. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go off what you're, what you're doing. And now that's not happening anymore. <laughs> so I asked her, I'm like going... Are you okay with this? Bet and she's you. like, I'm good. As long as you're all right. I'm like, I'm yeah. I'm all right. As long as you're all right. Yeah. I had a discussion with, uh, actually, my, no, I had a discussion with my doctor about and, this. And yourself. Because I'm one of those people, if you have a doctor, <laughs> tell your doctor everything. I don't care how bad it is. When Angie was in the emergency room mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. she was talking to the doctor about everything she did the last week. And yeah. I went, we took ecstasy. And she goes, we took ecstasy. And I'm like, uh, Kelsey was sitting right there. I'm like going, you do not hide shit from your doctor. I don't care if it's illegal. I don't care what the fuck it I is. I taught you that much. You tell your doctor everything. Because they're they're trying to help you. And if you're hiding shit from them, then, then they may they, not be helping or you. Or they misdiagnose you. Yeah. Okay. So we tell them everything. Which basically made them tell Angie that they thought she was she, a horrible I person. I was an alcoholic. an alcoholic. They put me in the rehab section of the hospital. Pretty much, actually, yeah. <laughs> they're, really like, they're like, you can't go 24 hours without drinking. I was like, yes, I can. And then the guy kept walking in every two hours. I was like, I'm on morphine. They, Why are you in my room right now, they, man? They thought she was in there trying to get morphine. Yes, I was not. I, yeah, no. It doesn't no she was just in pain. I, yeah. Doesn't so matter. it was the whole thing. Yeah. It was, but I tell everybody everything. So when I was in talking to my doctor, I told the doctor all about what I, you know, because he knew what I was on because he prescribed it. The therapist talked to me about it. The doctor actually prescribed it for me. I had to go okay. and talk to him about it. Right. So he prescribed it. And I was talking to him about it. He goes, well, how's it going? Do you feel better? And I said, I'm feeling better. He goes, any side effects? I said, I can't finish. He didn't need to ask me about it. He goes... Are you okay with this? Do we need to switch or whatever? I said, I'm okay right now. If I could, if my choice was being able to finish every time and going back to the way I felt or feeling the way I do now and not being able to finish, I'd Taking take this. the not yeah. being able to finish and feeling the way I do now. And he goes, okay, if that changes in any way, come tell me. And I said, I will. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I tell them. All my shit. Because there are just certain lay it out meds there. that their side effects are the decreased libido. It is a decrease. And that's where I'm saying, like, the, the meds, the first one is not necessarily the perfect fit. Yeah. There could be something better that's going to give you that relief in your head, but not take away. And you have kept track of all your shit. Oh, yes. I have so a whole I was path. actually telling her, I said, this becomes like a real big issue for me. I'll start, I'll ask you about all your different stuff and then try to backtrack with my work and what my insurance covers because my insurance does not like to cover anything with mental mental issues it's all hmm. yeah it doesn't like any of that they bullshit. have the best they, benefits for everything but mental stability that is really weird they don't like the and mental we only, no we the, only the just same thing with out. like chiropractors and stuff but we only just found oh, out when he yeah. had to start doing behavioral health because that's exactly what it is well so. no a couple of years ago i tried to see somebody and so they said it was health. fine i went in there 
And then when I got in there, she goes, I just checked your insurance. You don't cover me. We'll have to cost this. And I was like, nope. And then I didn't try again for several years till the mm-hmm. point where I was like, I really need to fucking talk to somebody like right now. Yeah. And that's when Angie really got on it, by the way. I should, I, after, I, I, yeah, after October, I talked to her and I went, I need to talk to somebody. And she's, I know I'm, I'm looking. And I went, no, I need to talk to somebody now. And that's when she finally realized, oh, this is real. This is a real issue. It's not just a, like a, he needs to talk to somebody. No, he needs to fucking talk to somebody. And as soon as she, as soon as she realized how important this was to me, I had a meeting the next week. So, yeah. this it was is, a, I don't think it was a trigger to get you faster care. No, I, it was a trigger like to I get tried you harder for you. It was just that sweetheart, I was looking for a different dynamic at that point. Sweet, it's nothing against you. As soon as you understood it really mattered. You got it done. That was the whole thing. You just didn't understand how much it mattered because I was trying not to let you know how much it mattered. But when I finally came in that one day and I told you, I need this. You're like, okay. And I said, no, I need this now. You got it done by the end of that fucking day. You just didn't understand how much it needed it because... That's the whole thing. I don't want anybody to understand how much I needed it. I don't want you, and I know you love me. Sure, yeah, I know you love me too, sweetheart. Because you've had this dick, and you know how great it is. (laughs) But Let's not go with that flow. (laughs) I don't want anybody to know how bad I feel at any point. That's my entire thing. And I'm talking about it right now, which makes it seem like I'm okay talking about this shit. But I'm solely talking about this because one fucker from Costa Rica told me how much it made a difference to him. Mm-hmm. And that conversation stuck. And that was because he talked about when I had my breakdown and the fact that I talked about my breakdown and actually recorded in the middle of my breakdown, which I recorded when I was crying because somebody sent me a message. And I'll redo this whole fucking thing right now. A guy sent me a message, and I got it like two days before I had my breakdown. I'm not saying this is what caused it, in case he's still listening. He did not cause my breakdown. It just really struck home. It made me think about a bunch of shit that I hadn't thought about, and I was trying not to think about. Because he, he was talking to me about um, the fact that his erectile dysfunction was so bad. And the whole time mine was going on was how bad mine was, right? And I kept putting out our podcast every month, like I always do. And I talk about the fact that my dick wasn't working because we tried to have sex with um, Kate from oh, Monogamous Marriage. We were just trying to be honest. And we were talking yes, about this, but yeah. we talked about me and Angie mm-hmm. and Kate from Monogamous Marriage. We were mm-hmm. all trying to have a threesome together and my dick wasn't working. And I talked about how I was laughing and how funny it was. And, and this guy sent me a message and he was in his... Uh, mid-twenties at the time, he was telling me he's trying to be like me because he was having issues and he's, he was seeing how I was dealing with it and just like laughing it off and going on and he was trying his best to be like me and when I read his comment, I just kept thinking about the fact that that's not fucking true and I felt like this guy is trying to be like me and the me he's trying to be like, is it me? what he's seeing on the podcast well he felt like a fraud 
And felt it, like a fraud. Yeah. Wasn't he's idolizing something? Well, I felt like he was trying yeah. to be like me because he was it was trying to help him. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't being honest with him, so I couldn't honestly help him because I wasn't telling him how I really felt. And when I had my breakdown, that was rattling through my mind, probably because I was in the pits of fucking depression, and it was just upsetting me. So you just keep replaying whatever the fuck's upset you, because honestly, making yourself feel worse is like what your body's trying to make you do. And it makes no fucking sense that when you're feeling horrible that you want to make yourself feel worse, but it's what you do. So I talked a little bit about that when I was completely down because I'm like going, that's not true. I I feel fucking horrible. I feel horrible about the fact that my dick didn't get hard. I feel horrible about the fact that when we were in that room that I couldn't get hard and fuck Kate because fucking monogamous marriage's wife was on my top list of things to do. Finally happened, by the way. Don't worry. (laughs) In case any of you haven't listened before. Yeah, I, I fucked her. She liked it. <laughs> it was after I had a robotic dick, though. It still counts. Ossifer Murphy. Yeah, but the, the, <laughs> talking about that, and had the guy from Costa Rica come up and talk to me about Kate from uh, Wanderlust Swingers. When we were at her thing in PCAP, this guy from Costa Rica came up and he talked to me about when I had that conversation in the middle of my breakdown. I was just basically talking and crying at the same time because I couldn't stop crying. So I was in a closet again, which apparently is a thing for me. (laughs) So I was in a closet and I was crying, but I was recording and just telling, because I want this guy to understand that it's okay that he didn't feel good. Because I don't feel good. I know it sounds like I do because I don't want to bring everybody down. I want everybody up once again, because I understand what feeling down is like. So I need everybody to feel up. So I don't want to bring people down ever. But apparently when I put that out, the guy from Costa Rica heard it and it really touched with him. And he came to PCAP and he talked to me about it and made me cry. (laughs) But he was like going, you know, I understand. I understand where you're coming from and it meant a lot to me. I don't know about anybody else and I'm not trying to upset you, even though he knew I was crying when he was telling me. He goes, I just want you to understand that that meant a lot. And if you Being talk about, about this it. stuff, yeah. So, which is why I want, I'm trying to have this conversation with you, even though it continues to make it Angie's just <laughs> agitated as fuck. <laughs> Tapping me with her toe, everything else. All her interjections <laughs> is because this is making her so uncomfortable. No, and she's trying so out. hard. Why are we still talking right now? I don't understand. I, I thought we were done with this. How does it go? It's part of it. It's part it of takes, it. Takes, gotta get it out. Gotta talk about it. All right. Sometimes so you have to come back around to the thing. We'll wrap up now so we can cuddle the Angie and make her feel better. Even though she's she not the cuddle. one with depression. <laughs> I'm not the cuddler either. It's me and Sheree are dealing with depression. We're going to make Angie. I get where he was going now. There was an outsourced conversation. We're going to go cuddle. My whole thing is. excluded because she doesn't fucking cuddle. My whole thing is the two people with depression are going to try to make the one person without it feel better after this. Like we normally do. <laughs> But if you honestly feel upset about anything, just fucking reach out to somebody. Yes. 
Does right. it make you bad? Does it make you weak? Does it make you anything else? Just there's somebody out there. There's Doctor, me. A hotline, a friend, an enemy. Uh, or oh, that's a good one. Reach out to your mom that you hate. Or is that just me? <laughs> if my mom ever starts listening to my podcast, I love you. Just she kind does of a pain not ass. listen to shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she doesn't know what podcast means. Or Reach for. out to the person you hate the most and tell them how horrible you're feeling. You'll make <laughs> them feel better and you'll get it off your chest. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> you should have exited by now. Vexited or exited? Exited. Exit. Exit. E-X-I-T. Angie. She's very uncomfortable. Remember. Life is short. Party naked. Party naked. Very we'll be done talking by the time it hits. Right? All right, spread your legs. I'm coming in there. This is like sex. You know how this is going. We've had sex like this. I took 100 milligrams. How did that work for you? Did not. <laughs> I went to fucking bed. I told her I was like Wait, going. So, but when you went to bed, didn't it? Did, were you seeing and things? Mm. I just was asleep. Oh, see, I couldn't sleep. Go to sleep when I did it. Would Dad try to commit suicide if you died? What did you say? He hundred percent wouldn't try. He would succeed. <laughs> okay, so. See, that's what our. Baby, remember when you said you didn't really want to talk during this? Mm, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, give him my tea real quick. No, stay. Take No, this is only better for the show. Don't worry about it, baby. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Breathe, breathe for a second. Can you speak on what you're speaking? Give him my tea real quick so you have fucking How well can you hear all this damn thing? I don't know. Alex, yeah. say life is short, party naked. Life is short, party naked. Thank <laughs> you.